It's week three of our Summer of Joy series, and today we are talking about the easiest, fastest way to bring more joy into your life, but sometimes we make it the hardest. Yep, today we're going to talk about finding joy in serving your community. there and welcome to another episode of Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast. I'm so excited that you're here to hang out with me today. I'm your host, Jenny Stemmerman. Now, I know that you lead a very busy life. I know that there are literally a gazillion, I don't know how many that actually is, but a gazillion other podcasts out there. And I feel like there's more just popping up every single day. So I thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. And we are right in the middle of our summer. I guess like I threw myself off by saying the middle. There was only four. So we're now over the middle mark of our Summer of Joy series, which I am super pumped up about this series. You know, I was going to be doing something different this month. And then God laid it on my heart to do this, to do a Summer of Joy series where We can really all just be working together to seek more joy in our lives because I can't think of anything better that kind of rings summer than joy. I know in our very first episode, we talked about the difference between joy and happiness. So if you missed week one of this series, go back and have a listen. We talked a lot about the fruit of the spirit and where joy really comes from. I know sometimes when we think about summertime, we think a lot about happiness and fun and, you know, things like that. And it's not that joy is so different and removed from that. Joy is just so much better. It's not fleeting like happiness is, right? Like an ice cream cone makes me happy when the ice cream cone is gone. So (laughs) sometimes the happiness goes with it, right? Whereas a joy is something that is rooted deep down in your soul that cannot be shaken because it is truly a fruit of the spirit, a gift from God. And so we've been talking through this series about how we can find that joy, how we can increase that joy. Last week, we talked about serving your family in a joyful way and having a joyful spirit about that. I would love to hear your feedback on that, if that helped shift anything with the way that you are serving your family. I know it has for me. I mean, I know I'm the one who is teaching on this podcast and kind of sharing my insights and what I'm finding in the Word of God and during my prayer time. But God is using this stuff for me too. So I know for me, it's certainly shifted my heart and kind of gotten rid of some of those really deep sighs when my family asked me for something, even just like I talked about last week, being more proactive and less reactive has made a world of difference. So if you missed last week's episode, go back and have a listen, especially if that kind of rings a bell for you about the frustration of always being in reaction mode when it comes to serving your family while you're trying to work and do all of the other things, right? This week, we're talking about something a little bit broader than our family, although our family does kind of fit into this, but really we're, we're aiming at people that are outside of our immediate family. We're talking about our community. Now, I have to say, this is one of the quickest ways of increasing joy in your life and finding more joy in your life. But it is hard. It is hard to find the space for doing this. But anytime that you make that effort to make someone else's day better, it in turn makes your day better. Like think about the last time that you did something nice for someone, maybe a stranger, maybe even just holding the door open for someone 
letting someone have the parking spot, like anything that you've done that's even super duper small lately for someone, think about how that made you feel. Like it feels good when you do it with a willing heart, right? And I think that there's something to that is that we can find joy when we're giving other people joy, when that is our focus, not on obtaining joy for ourselves, but really helping other people attain that same joy. Now, I've done a couple episodes recently about community and building community and finding community and really what that means. Because when we talk about finding balance here at Your Life Rocks, we're really talking about three main things. Number one is putting Jesus first and foremost in front of everything in our life. Number two is being in community, living in community. And then number three are finding the systems that work for you. Now, next week, we're going to be doing a little bit of a system kind of a podcast, very actionable ways of bringing joy through systems. So if you are one of those A-type personalities, next week is totally going to be for you. But make sure you listen to this week, too, because community is important. There's a big reason why it is a pillar to finding balance and everything that we teach here at Your Life Rocks, because Well, it just is. (laughs) The Bible tells us that we are here to serve. Jesus came to serve. We are to live by his example. Therefore, we are to serve as well. But what does that even mean? Because as good as it is and as easy as it is to tap into joy just by focusing on giving joy to others, we can often forget just how easy it is. We can forget how to do this and how to make it work because we often make things harder than they really have to be. Sometimes our own insecurities can get in the way and we have fear of judgment or looking weird or silly or or all kinds of different things. And, you know, oftentimes we're just so busy that we forget to even think about it. But together, we are going to remind each other just how powerful and simple this can be. I'm going to give you some real practical steps of things that you can be doing even before this podcast is done, my friends, of things that you can be doing to help other people find joy, and in a sense, creating more joy for yourself. Now, I could go on and on and on about kind of that difference of giving people joy without expectation of getting anything back, aka your own joy, but I honestly don't think it matters too much in this. I mean, I think oftentimes we have to always check our heart, but joy is something that is not finite. Like, it's not something there's only so much to go around. If you are seeking joy, giving joy is not necessarily a bad way of trying to find your own joy. I don't see a downside in that because your heart is still to help other people find joy. Now, if you don't think this will work, this is a great challenge for you to take on and to do because I promise you it will. It will bring you joy. And if not joy, it will bring you happiness even for a fleeting moment. And sometimes, you know, just having that little bit of a crack of happiness can lead to more joy. Although they are different, mind you, happiness is fleeting and based on external things, joy is internal, right? But sometimes we need to remember what it's like to feel warm and fuzzy on the inside so that we can find more of that in our lives. And I think the main reason why I don't feel so bad about this being an objective of getting more joy by helping other people find joy is because the Bible is full of the reward that we get when we serve other people. It tells us over and over and over again in so many different verses. I mean, just one, Proverbs eleven twenty five: whoever brings blessing will be enriched and one who waters will him himself be watered. 
But I want to go back to the point about how we might know that this is a good way of bringing joy. You might remember things that you've done in the past that have brought you so much joy when you're serving other people, but life does get in the way. Sometimes we get in our own way of doing this. And so before we begin, I would just invite you to pray that God would pave a way for you, that he would kind of part the waters in your day and that he would show you the opportunities around you to be applying some of these principles that we're going to be talking about to be open to doing some of the activities that we're going to be talking about and that he would clear the way for you to help other people find joy and that he would in turn have you be watered, that you would find that same joy for yourself. All right, so I have five action steps for you for this this week. Number one is to watch your face. Now, this is a big one, and there's a lot of different directions we can go on this, but here's one thing that I personally have noticed lately is that we are all used to wearing masks, right? Like we've been wearing masks for a year now. Some of us less time than others. I live in Oregon, and, and we literally just dropped our mask mandates just a few weeks ago. And so everyone is really used to having their face covered up. And a lot of people still are having their faces covered up. And so we forget sometimes that our face is out there for everyone else to see, right? Like we were trained our entire lives, right? That people can see your faces. That's like not even a a thing to think about. But with the pandemic and wearing a mask, we kind of had a little bit of a shelter on our face for a time period. And so it's just a reminder that a smile goes a long way. When you smile at someone, even a stranger, even someone who is in another vehicle, when you are driving down the road and just a little smile goes a long way of letting people know you're friendly. (laughs) It lets them know maybe they're friendly, that we can all be humans together. I think with wearing masks and Not having that face-to-face, that smile-to-smile interaction with people, we lost a lot of humanity and we can really get it back super-duper easily just by smiling at each other. So watch your face when you're out and about. Look for opportunities to make eye contact with someone and smile. If they don't smile back, they might, I've trust me, I've done this. A lot of people are not smiling back, not like they used to. And oftentimes they look away real fast. It makes people uncomfortable because they're not used to it. But I don't want to live in that world where we're not used to seeing smiling faces everywhere we go. So we get to be that change agent ourselves. We get to be the person who's out there smiling at other people and letting them know it's okay to smile. It's okay to be friendly towards each other again. So number one, watch your face. Number two is to reach out and text someone. Now, I've mentioned this one a lot because it is so simple and yet it's we just get busy with our lives. But this is something that can be a big impact for people. You know, we talk about I think we all want to have more friends. We all want to have kind of the the mom community around us. And yet, you know, between work and the kids and schedules and everything else, like it just falls through the cracks. It's a hard thing. It takes a lot of effort to maintain relationships. That's what we tell ourselves. But how long does it send you, take you to send a text message? Just a, a quick, hey, you're on my mind thinking about you. Hope your day's going well. It literally will take you like 10, 15 seconds. But we just have to remember to do it. So this is your reminder. Like if you are not driving right now, if you are listening while you're walking, if you're listening while you're at work, if you're listening while you're cleaning the house, 
pick up the phone and just text a friend of yours. You don't even have to like pause the podcast or anything if you don't want to. It'll keep going in the background and just text them. Say, hey, I was thinking about you. Hope you're having a good day. It could be someone that you just talked to. It could be someone that you haven't talked to in a long time. But our community is more than just our friend group. It's more than just the people that we go to church with, but it also includes them. So include them, right? Like send them a message and bring a little bit of joy to their day. I know it always makes me feel good when a friend sends me a text saying that they were thinking about me. So do it in kind. Be the person who goes first and sends that text message. You're not committing to doing anything beyond that, right? Because sometimes I think that's where we make things harder than it has to be is we think, okay, well, I'm going to text my friend, but I'd really like to get together with them. So before I text them, I should figure out what day I'm available to get together with them. And then I can ask them if they want to get together. You don't have to do all that, my friend. You just have to say hello. That's it. All right. Number three is probably one of the harder things to do on our list. It's not that we necessarily forget to do this. I think sometimes maybe we do, but for the most part, it just seems big and scary and hard, which is to serve strangers like they were Jesus. In Matthew 25, 40, it says this, and the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. God calls us to serve other people as if they were Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily go around in my day and when I'm at the grocery store or driving down the road, look at people around me and think, that could be Jesus. If that was Jesus standing there, what would I do? Now, obviously, if it was Jesus standing there, I would probably fall to his feet and worship him. And I'm not going to be doing that to strangers. That's a surefire way to get locked up, my friends. But There are ways that we can serve. There are ways that we can offer things. The Bible gives us examples of feeding and clothing. And so we often think then about people who are less fortunate than us and what things that we can do to serve them. And that's a great place for our mind to go because there is certainly a need there and a softening of our heart that can go there. But something even smaller than that that we can do, again, this is about not making things seem bigger than they need to be so that we can actually do them. Because the things that are big and hard, there's a reason why we're not doing them. They're big and hard, right? So what can we do to take this same idea and take a baby step forward till we can someday baby step after baby step after baby step be at that place where we are doing the things that are big and hard, but they don't feel big and hard because we've slowly moved there. And oftentimes it's just thinking about the other person before we think about ourselves. One of the things I think is the easiest way of doing this is to greet other people with so much excitement and so much love, like they are the most important person. Now, I know people in my life that do this really well. Like you walk into a room and they are just like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. They give the best hugs or handshakes. Often the people who I know are like this, they give really good hugs. But this is an opportunity where we can make people feel special just by being there, just by being there. Because you know what happens when we start to do that? Then they start to feel comfortable with us. And then when there are needs that arise, they feel more comfortable sharing that with us. Because oftentimes that's the biggest hurdle in this is is being able to see, like, what is the need? How can I help? It's not necessarily a heart issue of not wanting to help. I mean, maybe sometimes. But most of the time, it's how do I practically do that? Like what is needed and how can I serve in that way? And so even just the smallest thing, 
about treating people with so much love when you very first see them and excitement that they're there, that you are just excited that they are existing, like that can go a long way. And I guarantee you, it's going to make them be filled with so much joy and it's going to make you be filled with so much joy. I mean, you can't not do that and not feel joy, right? When you're like greeting someone like that. All right, number four is to use your gifts in small and humble ways. Again, so many times we think about the big, right? We think about the big ways that we need to be using our gifting that God gave us to serve the greater community or to serve the church or to serve at work. But honestly, those gifts can be served at the grocery store. They can be used when you are just out and about doing errands in your everyday life. They do not have to be anything big. I mean, obviously, you can use them for big things. So for example, if you have a a gifting of hospitality, meaning you love to cook people dinner and have people over and throw big parties and love on people in that way, you don't have to plan the next big party, right? There, You can only do those so often. But what could you do today to maybe buy someone a coffee or to share a meal with someone that's nearby that maybe needs food or maybe someone who you work with. There are small ways that you can use your gifting that are really humble and small. And I know I've said small a few times because I really want to get it through. It does not have to be big. If you feel called to do a ministry, to speak, to be a voice to people, try being a voice to, to your best friend. Try being a voice to your kids. Try just honestly praying out loud while you're shopping. I know it sounds crazy, but the Holy Spirit can use you in that way to influence other people. So if you feel called to do something like that, there are small things that you can be doing that use your gifting now while you're waiting for the bigger thing to come. All right, so before we get into number five, let's recap the first four that we talked about. Number one is to watch your face. Number two is to reach out and text someone. Number three, serve strangers like they were Jesus. Number four, use your giftings in small and humble ways. And number five, tip to serve your community with joy, to give joy and receive joy is to pray for the people that you see. And this one is a little bit something that we just need a reminder to do. It's not difficult to do. Think about this. Next time you're driving and you're stopped at a red light, Look at the cars around you, the people that are in those cars, and pray for them. Pray for their day. Pray for where they're going. Obviously, you don't know them, but God does. God knows them, and you can intercede on their behalf. One of my favorite songs, and we talked about music being a big way of bringing joy, and so this might be a song you want to kind of plug into your playlist, but it's Give Me Your Eyes by Brandon Heath. And he talks about wanting to see all of the people that God sees and and to be able to see the needs and the things that are around them. And he talks about like being on an airplane and all of the people have places to go and people to see, but we don't think about that. We just think about ourselves and the places we need to go and the people that we need to see. But asking God to open your eyes to all of the people around you is a huge exercise in empathy. It's a huge exercise and being able to see how you can serve. This is like the gateway for the Holy Spirit to use you, to show you how you can use those gifts in small, humble ways, to show you who needs you to be Jesus to them, 
today and in what way and to open the doors. This is how you'll be able to find people on your phone all of a sudden or someone will cross your mind that you haven't really thought of to text. This is how you will remember to smile at people. When you are praying for someone, it's really hard not to smile for them, right? So this is like the gateway to doing all of the other things that we mentioned. So even right now, while you are listening to this podcast, look around wherever you are. Unless you are like cleaning your house and no one else is home, chances are you can probably find someone else around that you can look at, right? Like you could be working out in a hotel gym while you're traveling for work and you might be able to see maybe a janitor, someone going around cleaning things up, or you might see other guests in the hotel there. There are people that you can be praying for. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go up to them and say, hey, how can I pray for you? I mean, you totally can. And if the Holy Spirit moves you to do that, that will be an amazing opportunity for you to do that. But even just in your own head, under your own breath, uttering prayers for people that God would bless them in their day, that that God would show up for them. And even just asking, Lord, is there a way that I can serve this person? And if there is, make that way evident to me so that I can do so. I want to serve them. I want to be your hands and feet. Lord, so God, if this is what you would want for me to do, show me how I can do that. And if not, Lord, I just pray that they would have the blessed day, that they would know you, that people would cross their path, that would be an example of who you are to them in their lives. These are prayers that you can be praying for everybody. (laughs) The person that you see at the grocery store, the person in the car next to you at the red light, the person who has the cubicle next to you. Like This is something that we could be doing every single day day. And when we are praying for all of these people, they might not know it, but you know it. And eventually the fruit of the spirit, the promise and the hope that Lord Jesus has given us, we know that joy is coming. It's the hope and the joy to come, right? So there you go. Those are your five things that you can do to serve your community, to bring more joy. Now, it's so hard to believe we only have one week left of our Summer of Joy series, and I'm super excited because oftentimes joy, the things that we're talking about are things that we do. They involve other people. Like it's not really something we really think about systems and that type of action, right? Like it's a completely different thing. But you guys, summer, I hate to even say this, but summer's going to start wrapping up before we know it. Kids are going to be getting back, ready to go back to school. Chaos is going to start to ensue. So if we want to keep this joy of summer going through fall, through winter, there are things that we can do, some systems we can create for ourselves that can kind of keep that going in the seasons to come. And that's what we're going to be talking about next week. So if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, please make sure that you do so. And if you already have, then share this episode with a friend or even better yet, leave a review for us on whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on. If you're on YouTube, leave a comment. I would love to hear from you in that way. So until next week, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, 
maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.